So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. You guys, the entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business and understanding this fundamental rule just in life that that your winning ratio, your income, your joy is in direct correlation to how well you serve your leads. The people in your life who haven't even given you a thing just simply leads, you guys. This is what we're about. Look, I want to take a quick second here uh, and just give uh, give a shout out to someone who left an amazing review on the podcast. And as I share this with you, I also want to invite you guys, if this podcast has meant anything to you, if it's helped you in any way, could you do me a solid? Uh, I would appreciate it if you would hop over and actually leave me a review. This would help actually, well, A, it would help me, it bring a smile to my face, but it would also help you guys and that I would be able to attract um, bigger guests in order to help you guys out more. Here's how you can do it. You can head over to Six Figure photography.com forward slash review, or just simply from your iPhone, pull that thing out of your pocket. Maybe you should pull over on the side of the road first, pull it out of your pocket, and then just leave a review right inside of the podcast app. This is the review that I want to highlight today. Uh, I'm going to butcher the username on here, but this this username was uh, HJK. Appa skull. I don't know what it is, but this is what they said. They said Ben Hartley is literally the best human being on the planet today. That was too sweet. Uh, he gives and gives and gives and gives and help me and so many others boost their careers. This podcast at, uh, this podcast is the very tip of the iceberg of what Ben has to offer. Dig deeper and start growing. Thank you so much for those amazing words. I just need you guys to understand. You don't realize that I read every single one and how much this affects me, how dearly, uh, it affects me. So thank you. You guys, today's guest, we got to jump into it, is Kimberly Woods. We're talking about one of my favorite things. We're talking Facebook Live, you guys. Kimberly Woods is a Facebook Live expert. And today we're going to talk about how to use Facebook Live as photographers, how to use Facebook Live to get clients, how to explode your views on Facebook Live. You guys, without further ado, can you welcome Kimberly Woods? Kimberly Woods, for starters, well, I guess I should say this. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Welcome to the Sippy Podcast. Um, thank you for being here. But for starters, I love your name, Kimberly Woods. It's a it's a beautiful name. 
Thank you. My dad lived in the UK for a few years. And when my mom was pregnant with me, they decided to pull out a map and they looked at what cities had really unique names. And one of them was called Camberley. Nice. Yeah. It really was. It's, it's yeah. really cool. When I first started um, on Twitter way back in the day when it first launched, my handle on there was at Camberley. And I had a lot of people from that city who friended me just because of my name. And I had some of them that were so confused. They were saying, why is your handle Camberley? That is the town where I live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. That's awesome. Now, here's the question. Are you able to sell that Twitter handle yet to the city of Camberley for, for massive? <laughs> I know. I changed it years ago to something else, and I'm kind of dreading that I ever changed it. Now it's yeah. just Camberley Woods. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Kimberly, where are you out of today? Where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm in bright and sunny Phoenix, Arizona. It is uh, December day here while we're recording, and it's beautiful out. It's going to be like 78 today, but I'm still inside in a sweater because 78 to an Arizonan is flipping freezing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a like, jerk. It's 15 <laughs> degrees here right now. Yeah. We're like, oh, everybody freaks out the moment our night times are like 50. So yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. So uh, super jealous. Although I will be heading over that way, uh, here. Well, it's goodness. It's still going to be too long before I, I make it over there, but, uh, in a couple months, um, look, tell me, tell me more about, uh, your career. So you're doing a ton with Facebook live and, and uh, I love this conversation. I can't wait to just like go back and forth and, and bounce ideas and share stories and, and, and teach people the awesomeness, uh, that is, that is live content, like the, the incredible power behind live content. But like, how did you, how did this become a thing that you, um, became involved with? And, and even as you're dealing with this with marketing, are you, are you doing it with, uh, with other businesses? Is it just photographers and creatives? Catch me up, Kimberly. Yeah. So I own an online marketing agency and through my agency, we provide video services to some of our clients. And one of those video services being Facebook Live. We also offer services around content strategy, email list building, and some of those other online marketing tactics. But last year when Facebook Live launched, so in 2016, we're about to enter 2018. But in 2016, when Facebook Live launched, I looked at it and I said, okay, this is going to be huge. This is something I need to dive in on and be an early adopter in because I'd done that with several of these platforms over the years with Instagram and with Pinterest. And I would gain time. Yeah, and Twitter. And I would (laughs) start to gain a lot of momentum. And then I just kind of would let it die out. And when Facebook Live launched, I thought for my personal branding, I'm going to hop on Facebook Live and learn everything I can about it, and I'm not going to give up on it. And so I've gotten really geeky about the strategy behind it. How do we grow an email list? How do we drive traffic to a website? How do we develop conversations with people in their messenger inbox on Facebook and create meaningful relationships with them. And I've just geeking out on it has become so fun for me that I think my husband looks at me like I'm weird because he's not even on Facebook. He's, he, he's <laughs> never even seen a broadcast. So he's like, what is this? 
<laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so Facebook Live is is just part of the equation to what you just described there, correct? Exactly. Yeah, I love it. It's so cool. So then let me let me just start with this. Is it just about Facebook Live for you? What about like YouTube Live? What about Periscope? You know, um, is it are you really kind of double down on the Facebook platform? Yeah, I doubled down on the Facebook platform just because that's where my community was. That's where I was having conversations. And that's what felt the most natural for me. I didn't want to start taking on other live platforms. And and now I'm dealing with a situation where I have a large quantity of platforms, but the quality and the messaging that I'm putting out on those platforms isn't doing that platform justice. So, for example, in the past, I had a lifestyle blog. This was 10 years ago. So this was a long time ago. And we were on Twitter at that time. We were on Pinterest. We were on Facebook. And what happened was we couldn't scale ourselves up. So we couldn't scale ourselves up to a point where we were managing everything appropriately daily. And that was another, you know, path that I had taken in the past that I didn't want to go down again. And I thought, if I want to do this right, I'm doing it with one platform, and that platform is going to be Facebook. I also, you know, will use other platforms to to help me drive traffic to my website and that sort of thing. But this is the primary one. Have you ever messed around though? Because I, I, while I hear you, and by the way, I'm like, dude, to this uh, to this day, Kimberly, Instagram is like the bane of my existence, only because of exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Like, I'm so deep into Facebook world, not just in like my personal page, but like the business page and then the other business pages, and then you've got Instagram and all the emails and everything else that's going on. And so Instagram just has taken a hit. Long story short, um, but what about just like uh, like to do like simulcasting? You know, where if you're gonna do a live video, if you're gonna do a live stream on Facebook. Why not just grab your phone and and tape it to a wall and and go live on Instagram at the same time? Yeah, and I think that's great. I see a lot of people who have been doing that online where they'll simulcast out to both. And maybe at some point I'll feel comfortable doing that. But right now I want my conversations that I'm having to be authentic to that platform. So for example, on Facebook, I'm broadcasting on a page I'm broadcasting on a group. I'm using video on my personal profile as well. So on those three places in Facebook, I'm having conversations via video. And I want each of those areas in Facebook to be telling different conversations that work together. So if you're in my Facebook group, you sit there and you think, whoa, I'm getting a lot out of this. This is valuable for me to be here. Versus if you're on my business page and you see my video tutorials and stuff, like I want your experience there to be different. And I want the conversations on the page to be slightly different than what's happening in that group. And if I'm simulcasting out onto all of these other platforms at once, it makes it so that now I'm having to manage these authentic custom conversations across multiple platforms. And for me, just to help me with my focus and to help me really tell good stories online, it's easiest for me to just stick with one platform right now. And that is Facebook. 
Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Well, let's rewind. I feel like maybe I got ahead of ourselves a little bit. <laughs> that's fine. probably the, the bane of of being so entrenched in this as well as I just want to like take this conversation to the moon and just go all over. But let's kind of set some groundwork here. Like, why is this even important? Why should people like even as much as you, we were talking about, you know, you having to double down on on Facebook Live because of so many other distractions? I mean, my goodness, I bet photographers are listening to this and they're like, no, Ben, no, Kimberly, not another <laughs> thing that you're going to tell me is important, right? Yeah. But, but I'm going to argue, and I think you'd argue the same thing, Kimberly, that Facebook Live is maybe a little bit more important than some of the other things. Yeah. Just maybe, just maybe. Yep. Um, and so let's hear that argument out. Like, why is this important? Yeah. So if you want to be competitive on the internet in the next two to five years, you have to have a video strategy in place. Leading Facebook experts are saying that right now we should be striving to produce 50% video content on our Facebook pages. This is because video content has the best organic reach out of all the other types of content on Facebook, like your shared link post where you share a link to a blog post and you see that blog post preview pull in those get hardly any organic reach in the newsfeed. But photos and videos get better reach. So if we can start to think smartly about how we're creating our video content so that we can remain competitive, then then that's going to benefit us because right now everybody is so time poor. And to get out there and to create a ton of pre-recorded content is a lot of work, right, Ben? Have you created a lot of pre-recorded content? What goes into that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fin- it's so much fun. It's that's, there's there's a little truth to what I'm saying, but there's also just massive sarcasm. Like you're right. This is this is what's so great about what you're talking about is you get to just document rather than like have, have to edit everything oh, to perfection. Because yeah. yeah, you're right. Like if I want to shoot a pre-recorded video, the perfectionist in me comes out a little stronger, and I start to critique myself more, and I'm taking more take, like more outtakes, right? And then after I've recorded all this footage, I have to go through and I've got to edit it together. I've got to add in my audio. I've got to add in my overlays. But with live video, it eliminates that time that you need to take to produce the video. And it also kind of slashes that perfectionist in you. And it says, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, you're not going to control me. This is a one and done take. And it saves you tons of time. So I love live video from that aspect. I also love it because it gets more engagement. You get more comments on live video because there's more of a conversation happening. And so from that standpoint as well, live video is better than pre-recorded because if you can get more engagement on that live video, what's going to happen? You're going to see more reach organically in people's news feeds. That's awesome. So then what, like, uh, you you said earlier with Facebook, you you chose Facebook as the platform. Now there's a lot of other live platforms out there. There's a lot of other video content platforms out there. Yes. Why why Facebook? Um, and why should photographers consider that? I mean, I think 
uh, I'm, I'm going to just add one more thing here and hopefully I don't layer this question too much, but I think we've seen a mass exodus within the photography community away from Facebook and towards Instagram as they're seeing more and more of their leads and more and more of their, um, engagement happen on that platform. And mm-hmm. so is this, uh, is this, um, is this a, uh, a global kind of answer that like Facebook is where we should be, or is there more to be considered? I think there's more to be considered. I think that Instagram, as you know, it's a hot place for photographers because it's visual. And a lot of photographers started on Instagram years ago before stories and video were ever a feature within Instagram, right? So a lot of photographers, that's where their community is. It's on Instagram. But if we pay attention to the strategy around Facebook Live and how to utilize video for advertising, then I think, you know, you're going to have a win-win situation. Meaning, even if you're on Instagram and you're like, you know what, Facebook Live isn't for me, it's not my strategy, there's still a lot to learn from it from a standpoint of driving brand awareness bringing in clients and, and storytelling. For sure. So I guess, uh, let's, let's focus on that for another second there. Maybe I got lost. Maybe I, I uh, started daydreaming. I'm not sure. Um, but let's rewind on that for a second. So you were saying that even if you're, you are a photographer, you believe that your audience is on Instagram, that there's something to be said still about Facebook live content. Yeah, exactly. I would say that if you can pay attention to the types of Facebook live videos, if you can pay attention to how to get engagement on live videos, if you look at that strategy of live video, you can apply that to Instagram live videos or your Instagram story videos. And so that's what I'm saying is a great key takeaway for people, no matter what platform you're on, that live storytelling strategy is still the same. Gotcha. Okay. Now I see. So you're saying, look, there's something to be, uh, learned, uh, and, and wielded in regards to power with, with live content, not necessarily that it has to be on the the Facebook platform. Exactly. For example, one of my favorite podcasts is one called tube talk and it, it tells people all about how to grow a YouTube channel. Now, I don't have a YouTube channel, but I listen to that podcast because there's so much value in learning the pre-recorded strategy and there's value in in hearing, you know, what are what's the latest research behind video that's happening and that sort of thing. Yeah, I totally get it. It's awesome. So let's let's kind of focus up though, because I think there are still a fair amount of people who are interested in, in live content on Facebook. I know that's your 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 specialty. Um, and so within this, okay, we've got um, we've got a multitude of places we could go to, right? You've got your personal page, uh, which how depending on how you've set up your own personal page, your personal brand, uh, we've got that to consider. We've got private pages. Uh, I'm sorry, groups, right? That could be private groups that you're kind of uh, managing. And then you also have your, um, well, sorry, so your personal profile and then your actual business page. Uh-huh. So three different locations. I know, right? It gets a little confusing. Three different locations. Uh, where do you begin to post content? Yeah. So nine times out of 10, I would say you need to focus on posting on your business page. Facebook creates their tools with business pages in mind. And when you go live from a business page, you get 
analytics around that video. And you can start to see on your page how many people are viewing, uh, what is their gender, where do they live, where are they dropping off on that video. Now, Facebook recently released an app which allows you to do this on the profile a little bit, but for the max amount of insights, you're going to be able to access those if you go live from a page. Now, if you go live from a Facebook page, you're also able to use that video as a Facebook ad down the road, where if you go live on a profile or group, you can't use that video as your Facebook ad unless you upload the video file and um, do it that way. But now you're losing out on all that wonderful social proof that that video had because the social proof that you get on that video are your comments and your shares. And if you aren't using the native live video as your ad, you're going to miss out on that. So Facebook page, nine time out of 10 is the place to go live. But there's also a time and a place to go live from a group and live from a profile. And so you just kind of have to weigh that out for yourself. What are the different stories that you want to tell on your page versus your personal profile or versus a group? Yeah, that's been fun. I've been messing around with doing more live videos just on my personal page. Uh, I kind of fell out of it a little bit over the holidays, but just it's like the most mundane, basic live videos of just me hanging out with my kids or coming home from work. And then obviously we have Six Figure uh, Live, which is much more uh, regimented, dedicated episodes that are on the actual, sorry, I keep saying page instead of profile. So the other ones being uh-huh. my personal profile and then Six Figure Live being over on the the Six Figure Photography Facebook page being far more like focused up. But let's talk content for a little because are there, is there value for both of those things? I mean, like what do you, when you go live, let's let's even position this now as a photographer, right? Let's even get more specific. Okay. Let's say you're a wedding photographer, yes. right? So you're a wedding photographer. What, like, what are you doing when you go live? What is your content? What, you know, do you have any plan? Do you, do you recommend structuring this? What are your thoughts on that? Yes. So there are several things you could do as a wedding photographer for live video content. You could do behind the scenes footage when you're on scene at a shoot, maybe having an assistant or somebody else holding that camera just to give people an inside look behind the scenes. You could do behind the scenes video of you packing up your car, getting ready to go out and do a shoot. There are tons of ways you could spin behind the scenes types videos, and those are great and easy to do. And behind the scenes videos, you don't need a ton of structure because you want it to be authentic, right? You may go live knowing, okay, I want to show people my gear. I want to show them the location and the surroundings, but you're not going to go into a behind the scenes video with this full on, you know, huge structured outline and script that you're going to be reading. Now, other types of videos that would work good for a wedding photography would be interviews, interviews with the brides and grooms trying to get their stories, interviews with 
other wedding photographers or other photography thought leaders. You could do Q&A sessions where you hop online and you let people ask you questions and you provide answers. So maybe they could ask you questions about wedding locations locally and you could give them, you know, some of your favorite ones that you've been to. You could, That's awesome. yeah, you could, go, go ahead, go ahead. yeah, you could hop online and you could share frequently asked questions that brides ask you before signing up to, um, to bring you on as their photographer. So if you notice that they're asking a lot about how many, um, you know, how many hours are you going to be there on my wedding day or whatever those frequently question asked questions are pull those all together in a document and you can hop on Facebook Live and you can just cover that one, you know, frequently asked question that you get. Um, also, some other fun things would be to talk more about like little teaching nuggets for your brides. So things that they should consider on the day of their wedding to help with photography. So maybe it's like the skin blotting towels to help, you know, like blotting your skin so that you don't have this shine. You have more of a matte finish on your face, right? You could do lots of fun teaching nuggets like that. And with those types of teaching nugget videos, those are the ones where you might feel like, I need to structure this more. I need to have a game plan or a script in place before going on live. But I recommend for most people to at least bullet point out your like main points so you don't get on camera and freeze because it's very easy to do to go on camera with the intention of saying A, B, and C, and you totally forget to say A and B and you only say C. So definitely take a moment to just write it out by hand on paper if that's all you have at your disposal. Yeah, I love this. I think that uh, there is this pressure with live content that either A, uh, you want to have it kind of all planned out. And so you you kind of structure things. Maybe you write it all out on your notes on your computer or you write it all out in a piece of paper and it feels like you're reading from a script, right? Or the alt, the other option is you go the other way and you don't write anything out and then you end up missing stuff, right? Yep. One of my favorite little hacks, that, it's not really a hack, but just like a, a great tri- uh, trick that just lets you off the hook because when you're reading something like when you've got a bunch of notes in your computer you just it just feel you never you want to look like you're not reading and so you just never want to look at the screen and it feels weird anyhow just get like nope like a sticky notes yeah and and literally um don't feel like you've got to hide them or anything but just like literally like hold up the sticky notes and be like this one and like hold it up the screen and be like this next point right <laughs> exactly just, just like own it exactly. but like own it on a sticky note and it makes it like uh, I don't know. It just makes it feel very like candid, but yet also like you have a plan. Uh, and so I don't know. I just yes. love the sticky note. Movie. I've done sticky uh, notes. I've done it uh, just where I write something out on a piece of paper and I hold it up. People will use a whiteboard sometimes. It doesn't have to be this formal grand presentation. It could just be that sticky note, but you're right. Own it. <laughs> like... Here's my point. So sometimes like I would hold up sticky notes and that way you're not like uh, looking at the computer. You're not being too polished, but you're also not just going off the cup and then missing points. And yeah, sticky notes all the way. I've got one more. This has been really cool because as we're talking about different ways that you can actually implement this, different strategies uh, of using live content. So with, with photographers, we are constantly doing 
sneak peeks. You know, you post a, a picture up on a blog or a picture up to Facebook or a picture up to Instagram uh, that, you know, you, you just get back from the shoot and you get that one image that you just like want the world to see. And so rather than doing that, instead do a live video reveal of it. Oh, yeah. Where instead of just showing the photograph, you get to tell the story yep. behind it. So you get to build that story behind the image instead of just, hey, here's a pretty picture. You get to convey. And maybe this story, maybe this story is about the couple. Maybe the story is about um, an obstacle that you overcame. Maybe the story is about... Um, a new technique that you learned. It could be any number of things, right? Yep. Um, and so now you get to tell that story. You get to show the content. And then as well, this is what I love about live content is you get to show you. Yes. Like your personality. Yes. And you get to build that trust with your audience. Um, and so let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about actually showing yourself, showing your personality, building trust, showing your heart, uh, and and letting people in. Uh, on a little bit more of who you are, because I think that's a, I think that's actually the roadblock. Yes. I think that most yes. people who are listening today while driving think to themselves, well, that's great, Kimberly. That's great, Ben. You guys are interesting people. I'm not. <laughs> I'm boring. No one wants to learn about my life. Like, and I, and this is just, I think, what, that we have this belief that we're not that interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how do you overcome that? Podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now, here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Giphy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It it's like a it's the size of like a laptop bag essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at giphy.com, G-I-F, yyy.com three y's g-i-f-y-y-y.com by the way use the coupon code sfp2017 for some dope discounts maybe just mention my name dude you know ben hartley sfp2017 uh is the code uh to go check this thing out i own one and i promise you i'm buying another this year as well next up on my thank you list is freedom edits you guys look the end of the day you can't grow your business if you are doing everything it's just a it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing, by the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul, please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch, like the intention intentional decisions 
that that uh, freedom edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They like like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash and and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, I have a couple of suggestions for this. Number one is I sat down and by myself and then separately with my husband and my oldest daughter, I sat down and I listed out things that were unique to my day to day. What were the things that I do as I go about my day? I have Boston Terriers. I love having a salad for lunch. I love to watch The Bachelor on Monday nights. What are those day-to-day things? Kimberly. Kimberly. Let's talk about The Bachelor. Let's rewind here. I feel like (laughs) half the listeners were like, dang it. And and then half the listeners were like, yeah, let's do that. Um, Scallop fingers. All right, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, my husband secretly loves The Bachelor and (laughs) cries at least once a season, guys. I'm not even lying. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, so brainstorming, listing out things that are unique to you, your day-to-day life. List out things that are unique to you in your day-to-day life, and it could seem mundane. Dane and and stupid, right? To you. But that makes you you. These are elements that make up you and that your friends and family would say, oh yeah, that's definitely Camberly. She's going to be watching Bachelor on Monday night and drinking wine and eating cheese. Like <laughs> that's going to be her Monday night. And Now I can integrate that into some of my content. Maybe it's just in me giving an example or a story, or maybe it is me hopping on live to discuss who The Bachelor picked that week. But integrating in those little elements are going to make you really come to life so that when people go to choose a photographer, they're going to go, oh, yeah, I know all about Ben. I know what he is doing on Tuesdays with his twins. And that is going to make them more likely to commit to signing on as your client when they feel like they have a friend and their photographer who's going to make them feel comfortable when they are in front of the camera. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, people are basic and people want to do business with people that they like and that they know and that they trust. And uh, the more that we can uh, understand that and just be like open to putting ourselves out there, even the most mundane, like, look, Kimberly, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Like, have, and I know if you're listening right now, you've done this. Have you ever been just like scrolling through your feed and you see a live video pop up and it's like a person shucking shells or like selling <laughs> leggings yes. uh, with like a spinner in the background. And you're just like enamored with this thing because it's live and you like hope something was, will go awry or I don't know. Like, <laughs> 
I know live content is interesting. And I know that you out there, if you're listening at this, you are interesting. You are interesting, A, because you're a human, right? And that's just like a fact. People are the most interesting things in the world. But also, live content is just inherently interesting. Yeah. Like, you just can't avoid it. It can be the most boring thing ever, but you make it live. Like, and this is... This is like there, there's power there and you get to actually as a as a listener shape that. Anyhow. Yes, totally. And so my advice would be sit down and list out these day to day things that make you you and just start with five things. OK, and integrate those five things repeatedly into your content for a few weeks and then start adding in more and keep practicing and showing up because at first it doesn't feel authentic to share that much about yourself. You feel as if maybe you're narcissistic or maybe you're talking too much about yourself. But if you show up regularly and you practice in front of the camera, it gets easier to integrate those elements of you. How often is regularly? Um, I say several times a week, at least, if not daily. I try to show up daily, but I know for a lot of people that's unrealistic. And for some people, just showing up once a week at first is all they can do. But at least show up once a week because you have to remain consistent and you've got to train your audience. So your audience knows on Fridays, Ben is showing up on Facebook Live. That is his Facebook Live day. Don't decide I'm going to go live once a week, but it's Tuesday this week and Thursday the next week and Wednesday the following because then your audience has no idea when they should be on Facebook meeting you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's challenging. It's hard. How do you keep up with the amount of content that like that that would require? Yeah, I really try to document my dates. That is the best way to show up authentically and to make it unique to the conversations I'm having. What I mean by this is in my personal Facebook group, Things shift and pivot weekly on Facebook because of the news. They're always breaking with new changes to the algorithm or there's engagement baiting now. And so I have to be able to to pivot with what's happening in the news and with the trends so I can integrate that into my content. So I like to really almost document in the moment so that I'm up to date and current on what is happening. So I document in the moment kind of the news. I document in the moment, hey, I'm getting ready to plan my clients 2018 video plans. And I take people along on that journey and document it that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's say this, right? We've we've got a couple ideas on some content that we want to produce. We start doing it weekly. Uh, so we've, you know, we'll start light. We'll do it weekly. Uh, <laughs> so now what? Like, how do we help to maximize this reach? How can? What are some things that we can do that will really kind of grow the audience and make sure that these videos get seen? And what also expectations should we have? Because I also know how this goes, and you go live, and that little red, a little eye at the top of the screen <laughs> says zero and then it says three and then one and then five and then it's back to two and then zero and then two again. Uh, and so, uh, expectations, thoughts behind that. Yeah. I know that my videos are going to get most of their views after the live recording. 
anytime I hop on Facebook, I have this thought in mind so that I don't get bogged down, number one, by that icon that might say zero, but two, because I've got to be strategic in how I set up my video so that it's working well for people watching it after the live broadcast. But here's an example of this. There's a lot of people who hop on Facebook Live and they start with, hey, can you hear me? Where are you calling in from? If you can hear me and you can see me, give me a thumbs up, give me a love. And now they've wasted 60 seconds trying to make sure people can hear them on live. What's going to happen is people watching the recording of your live probably aren't going to stick around for 60 seconds while you tinker around with your tech. So the moment you jump on Facebook Live, dive right into your content so that you are maximizing it for after the broadcast. And don't be defeated if that number on there is a zero because your views are going to come after the live for the most part. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing that, uh, you know, when you're early on and I've done this countless times, you press, uh, you press go live and the screen kind of does this little spin. Like it shows uh-huh. a little like, spinning thing and you're like waiting <laughs> and then you're waiting and then it suddenly snaps and you see yourself on screen. You're like, okay, I'm live. And then you start like, talking hey. yeah. and then you go back and you watch the live. You guys, just so you know this, assume this, as soon as you press that little red button that says go live, as soon as you press it, assume you are now live because the whole time that that you see that little spinning dial, you're currently live, like looking around, yeah, <laughs> twiddling um, your thumbs, twiddling your thumbs, like looking at your computer, refreshing stuff. Um, you're live, right? So yes. even though you can't see yourself, you're live. Oh yeah, Smart. yeah. I've seen people like adjusting their bras. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize they were live yet. I, yeah, I'm sure Ben is doing that. But it's funny because <laughs> as I scroll through my newsfeed, it actually, uh, from a visual standpoint, makes me stop because I'm like, why are they adjusting their bra straps? So, yes. I don't know. They have a good tactic going. There was a live video stream that my wife and uh, her sisters and her my mother-in-law were all sharing around that they were like, oh my gosh, this can't be real. But it was like this live stream. I don't know who these people were, these these women were. They were, maybe they were some sort of reality star. I don't know who they were. But like they were sitting there and for the first like three minutes of this live video, they're just like waiting. Like they're talking about like, we're just waiting for an audience to kind of arrive. <laughs> and they're just like adjusting everything. Um, <laughs> but they knew they were on live, which is the craziest thing. And so I don't know, maybe it's a great great strategy. Yeah, I think so. They're getting people to stop their scroll. (laughs) Oh oh my goodness. Okay, cool. So plan out that first 10 seconds. What else? Um, And then what you want to make sure you do to help with your views is you want to go through and plan out your comments in your live videos as well. Where you want people to comment on the video, what action you want them to take on the video. And you want to do this before every live because every live needs to have a goal. Whether that goal is just to connect with your community or your goal is to get people to visit your website or to message you about your pricing, whatever that is, every Facebook Live should have a goal behind it so it's aligning with your strategy. And 
once you have that goal in place, you know how you want to go about planning out your comments for your viewers. So for example, one of the calls to actions or goals that I typically do on my videos is to leave me a comment so that I can send you my Facebook Live outline. And my Facebook Live outline walks you through, you know, how you should structure your Facebook Live video. And on my videos, I will state, leave me a comment that says outline. I will shoot it to you. What this does is this aligns with my goal for that video, which is to give people my outline and to help me ultimately grow my list. And two, now I'm planning out my comment so that I'm getting more engagement on that video, which is going to then help me with my reach on that video. So that is a huge, huge factor of live video that your listeners need to be thinking about is planning out your goals and your calls to comments. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, inviting people to that action is 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 so critical. So then, is is are you asking people to share every video? Are are you doing that? At what point does that become? Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on asking for those shares? Yeah, I usually do integrate the share into my video as well. I do it usually at the end of my broadcast, and I say, "Hey, if you found this valuable, please be sure to share it or tag someone you think would find it beneficial." And I, I think people are so used to hearing us, you know, provide that call to share our content that it's okay. They're not bogged down by the thought that, oh, they're asking me to share the content again. It's just so natural. You see all sorts of YouTubers constantly doing that at the end of their videos. Share, comment, subscribe. So I integrate that same philosophy with my live videos. Yeah, that's awesome. And then this is one that I've encountered that, um, you know, I've done I've done a lot of this with pre-recorded content, right? Where I, I, I create the pre-recorded pre-recorded content, I, whether I bake in, um, captions or I have Facebook, you know, create captions afterwards. Are you doing that with live content? Um, yeah. So after every live video, I add captions to it. And this is because most people are going to see your video with the sound off at first. And if you have those captions, the closed captioning enabled on your video, you're able to potentially hook those people watching your video in mute in. Because if you plan out those first 10 seconds and you hop on live and you have this introductory sentence or you jump into a story that hooks people in, if they can read that across the video screen, you may also be able to do that with people viewing it without the sound on. So then how are you enabling that? And I know Facebook is always changing all the time, but for a listener who's out there uh, and they're wanting to start messing around with this, uh, is this as simple as, as the checkbox that you do? 
Sorry, say that again. Oh, it's okay. I don't. Maybe this is hard to explain because, well, we're audio right now only. But I was just wondering if you could kind of step the listener through the process of actually making sure that you can or, or applying captions after the video. Um, oh yeah. Are you able to kind of walk through? And yeah, I'm sure, like, Facebook may change in the next week. Um, but for as of right now, <laughs> this is how you would yeah. go. They change every week. Um, <laughs> so you would uh, go to the video that you would like to add captions to. And before I go any further, I need to let your listeners know captions are only available to Facebook Live videos that are done on pages. This is another feature that you will not get if you broadcast on a profile or into a group, only your page. So you go to your page, you find that video, and up in the upper right hand corner of your video, you're going to see three little dots. And you click on those three little dots and a drop down menu will appear. And on that drop down menu, one of the options will be edit video. Click on that edit video. And now another box will open. And on that box, you'll see where you can tweak your video description. You can give your video a title and tag it. And if you pay attention on that pop-up like window that you see where the description is, there is a little tab that says captions. You'll click on that captions tab. And then on the next captions page, you'll see a button that says auto-generate captions. You'll click that auto-generate captions button and Facebook will generate those captions for you and they will now pop up a new window where those generated captions are and you can go through and edit them because more than likely those captions will not be 100% correct. So you'll <laughs> want to go through and you'll want to edit them. And if your Facebook Live is 30 minutes long, just edit the first minute or two because people are going to decide within that first 60 seconds if they're going to be sticking around for your live video and if they're going to click in and listen to it or if they're just going to leave. Yeah, for sure. Uh, awesome. Thank you for stepping that, that, this through that process. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, this is something I see. I see a lot of live content out there, but I don't see a lot of captioning going on. Uh, so that's really cool. All right. So let's let's like actually think about this practically, though. Um, how are you going to actually use this live content apart from, you know, this passive long form kind of marketing brand development? Like that is obviously that's that's real. That's a thing. Uh, and over time, you, you may acquire people um, who just fall more in love with your brand. Is there any other way that you're generating like clients and, and fostering that with live content? Yes. My number one way for doing this is from within the messenger, within my Facebook inbox on my page. That's where I'm having conversations to get clients. And what I do is I funnel people into my inbox from my videos because I will ask them to leave me specific comments on my videos. Like, for example, earlier in the podcast, I said, I'll tell people, leave a comment that says outline and I'll shoot you my outline in the inbox. 
I'm always doing this on my videos. I'll say, shoot me a comment that says practice and I'll shoot you a link to my video on practicing in private. So I'm always thinking about how I can get people to leave a comment on that video. And this is what I have found to be the easiest way to get them to leave a comment. It's like spelling it out very clearly for them. Do this and I'll do that. And once they leave that comment, I start I start communicating with them in that inbox and I ask, hey, are you currently going live? Where are you broadcasting from? Are you using your desktop or your mobile device? And I just start having these conversations with people one-on-one in my inbox. And it really helps me because number one, I can then provide them with information that might push them towards becoming a client. Or two, I can just keep conversations going by saying, hey, um, so you're telling me you're thinking about going live, but you haven't gone live yet. Have you thought about setting a date for your first broadcast? And I'm just kind of providing value to people in that inbox and and developing relationships. And that is a long-term strategy that is just going to continue to funnel clients into my system. That's cool. Now, are, are you beginning these conversations with any sort of automated bot that's that's sending out that content, or are you handling it all and sorting through the comments and looking for the people who write the things and then and then engaging with them? Yeah. So I have a mix of both. On some of my videos, I have bots that generate uh, an, a triggered response in that inbox. But when I first started out, I didn't do bots, and I found that that was very useful to me because I was able to get a lot of research around what content my viewers wanted. I was able to see people are asking me a lot about how do I add captions to my video? And so I could then quickly create a Facebook Live video on how to add captions. And now anytime someone asks me that question in the future, I can give them a link to that video. So I feel that that manual labor of love that I gave this in the beginning really helped me so that I could research content that my community actually wanted. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I love that. Um, this is like a whole, man, now this is like a can of worms because now I'm like, and now let's talk about how to actually engage those bots to actually do some of that. I know. Uh, I know. The bots are cool because now I have um, those trigger words like outline, where if you leave the word outline on my video, it will trigger that um, messenger bot to then send you a link to my outline. That's really cool. Man, that that needs to be another episode that we'll have to talk about. I know, right? To actually incorporate that. My goodness. Kimberly, this has been really cool. I love talking live content. It's ever-changing, ever-evolving. I think that's why I love it so much is because it just doesn't stop. There's always something new to learn, always a new way to implement. The algorithm's always changing, and I think it's really exciting. Where can people stay up to date with all this stuff? Because you're, you've got your finger on the pulse. You're, you're constantly kind of aware of what's up. Uh, what's happening. Where can people follow you and and stay current? 
Yeah, they can follow me over on Facebook, obviously. <laughs> um, my Facebook page is Live Marketing with Camberly Woods. I also have a free private Facebook group called the FB Live Lab, FB for Facebook Live Lab. And in that group, I provide more accountability, weekly masterclasses, and just some tutorials that you don't get on my page. And there's a growing number of people in there who all have different experience levels. They're in a variety of different industries. So if your listeners are interested in that, they can go to FB Live Lab on Facebook. Just type that into the search. And also CamberlyWoods.com is my website if you'd like to check out my blog post on Facebook Live. That's awesome. I love it. And I know that you put together a little bonus here for, for the listeners um, that uh, that I wanted to make sure that everyone's aware of. I'm going to get it down in the show notes. Do you mind sharing a little bit about uh, what you put together for them? Yeah. So I have an outline that I've created and it's really structured to help uh to help your video maximize the after the broadcast. So that outline takes into consideration those first 10 seconds, like we said, really laying out your expertise as it relates to your content, inserting in those calls to comments and figuring out what your goal is for the live. All of that is in that outline. And if your listeners are interested in it, I will provide you a link to that and they can just walk through that outline before they hop on Facebook Live. Nice. That's awesome. We'll make sure to get that down in the show notes for everyone uh, so you can get that uh, upgrade. Kimberly, I really appreciate you being here with me and talking. This has been so fun. Thanks. I've enjoyed it. Sweet. I'm going to have to pop in and uh, and and join that group as well and, and see what's going on. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Thanks, Kimberly. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. You guys, I know it's terrifying to hop on live. I know it's terrifying to press that little red button. I know it's terrifying to press record and put yourself out there. But I hope that this episode, I hope that Kimberly Wood's advice has resonated. Like there's so much power in who we are. Like it, it is you, it is 100% you. And that's, that's, that's scary on the inside, but man, it's so powerful for your leads. It's so powerful for your clients. It's so powerful for your brand. Um, you guys, I want to invite you actually, as we're talking about Facebook live, um, if you want to see what this looks like a little bit more out in the wild, um, we make a uh, weekly Facebook live videos over at the six figure photography, Facebook page. And one of the things that I love about it is as you're listening to this podcast right now, you're just listening, but with live content, we get to have a dialogue. You guys get to say hi. Hi, you get to drop in and ask me a question and I can respond and I would love to respond. I would love to know how I can help you. I'd love to know how I can serve you. And so you guys head over to the Six Figure Photography Facebook page. Uh, there's over 200 live videos already there for you guys to go and rewatch the replay. Um, but see if you can catch me live. And if you do, let me know. Let me know that you found me from the podcast and that you're here and I would love to say thank you. I'd love to say hi to you and see how I can better serve you. You guys, I appreciate you listening to the SFP podcast. We will see you on the next episode episode.